Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, it's a big week for a lot of very, very important people uh, across this country for the employees that we have here at the Department of Corrections. Tomorrow's Veterans Day. Yeah, that's and right. And we celebrate currently serving military personnel and, and, our, and the veterans all week. And I hope staff from across the state, I know it's a little, probably a little difficult this year, you know, to have, to have the big luncheons and the big celebrations and things that we've always done here. I'm hoping that staff are still out there celebrating all of, all of these wonderful, wonderful people who sacrifice a lot for all of us. And I'm happy today to talk to one of those people who is is a very, very, very important person uh, in the state of Michigan. Right, Chris? That's right. Let's get to it. Well, I'm excited to have on Director Zanetta Adams. So welcome to Field Days, Director Adams. Thank you. Yeah. Let me be be the first person to say thank you for your service. Um, I I know you've been in the military for many, many years. Uh, I believe 2006 is when you ended your military career. Is Is that right? Yes, okay. that's correct. Yes. So give us a little background on you and kind of uh, what, what you've done in, in, in your in your military service and what, what you're doing now. I did get out of the military in 2006. I, I served eight years between the Army, Army National Guard and Army Reserves as a supply specialist. Really, it was a, an amazing journey <laughs> um, through uh, getting called up while on inactive ready reserve orders and then getting injured while preparing to go over to Iraq. That's kind of why my service ended. I was medically discharged in 2006 after getting injured. But it it really was a great time serving in the military, the camaraderie, the um, opportunities that came after the military have been great. And I will say that's kind of what led me to the position that I'm in today. So um, I serve as the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, which is housed under the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. I've been serving there since June of 2019 when I was appointed by the governor. And we've been just, I think I would say kicking butt and taking names ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome. And I, th- I think everything you just said is amazing. You know, you have been in this position for a little while now. So I'm sure you've heard or know about what um, the Department of Corrections is doing with veterans. What Director Washington has put in place just to recognize veterans and our, and our, and our service members but to support them and their families when, they do, uh, when, they're, when they're deployed. And uh, it's wonderful, it's super important, and I think it really speaks to who she is and, and, and caring about veterans and, and military personnel. So I know that MVAA, we, we are certified, right, as a, as a silver level for, uh, yes. veterans-friendly employer. Talk about yes. that. What does that, what does that mean and what goes into that? So that's amazing. And, and you know, before I get into that, I do want to say, you know, Heidi uh, Washington, Director Washington is great and so open and available to assist veterans that work within the department and even beyond. But, you know, being a silver silver level is that second tier um, from bronze, but it's right before gold. And it, it means that you are providing um, veteran or guard reserve specific benefits packages, such as like deferential pay or continued health coverage during deployment. It means that you have an onboarding program. It means that you have a retention program. It means that you may have on-the-job training or participating in apprenticeship opportunities. It means that you post job openings on our michigantalent.org and that your HR folks are working diligently to make sure not only that you're looking at veterans and reaching out to veterans, but that you're also making sure that they 
understand all their rights and benefits while they're working within the departments. And it also means that you you were in the bronze, that you participated in the bronze level for a specific amount of time, but you've moved yourself up in the ranks. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're happy to have you as one of our veteran-friendly employers here in Michigan. Well, we, we appreciate that. And beyond everything you said, I know Director Washington really cares. She writes letters to every veteran that we have, right? I, I, do you have numbers on that stuff, Chris? I, I'm sure you do. So this week uh, and maybe last week, because there's so many of them, we sent out uh, more than 1,700 cards to veterans who work for the Department of Corrections, and Director Washington hand signs every single one of those. So, you know, my office gets those and uh, printed out months in advance, and then the director spends the next few months over the summer every year signing those personally. Uh, she takes great pride in that. So uh, that's something that uh, I don't know too many people know about, but it's something that's really important to the director to do. When you talk about corrections, we, we do have a lot of veterans in our ranks, and I think, you know, corrections fits well with, with veterans. I think, you know, it's, um, you know, I think our profession does fit very, very well, um, and I think that's why we have so many. I, I don't know if you agree with that, Chris, or, or Director Adams, but. No, I think it does. I mean, you, you know, when you get out of the military, you know, you're looking for structure. I think the most frustrating thing that a veteran can find in the, the employment sector is going into a job where they don't have rules, regulations, a proper tier as to who do you go to when there's an issue, you know, chain of command. And so I think just like police officers, correction officers, they they have that set discipline and you know what's going to happen. You kind of know the expectations and you're 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 set up for that. And it's it's more of a team atmosphere. So it definitely does comport with the military life, I guess I would say. And definitely Director Washington, you know, obviously recognized that because she created the position of a veterans uh, liaison. Uh, And as you know, Greg, we've had uh, Derek Alvarez from our shop on the podcast before to talk about that and the importance of that. So uh, just another thing that we're doing uh, to try to help veterans uh, get into the department and and stay. That's a good point. So uh, if everybody wants to hear that interview, they can go back and and catch that interview with Derek Alvarez, who who is in that position. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Chris. So, Director Adams, let's let's continue with our, our line of questioning here. Let's talk about your agency and kind of what you guys do. What what programs or support services are offered by MBAA, and like how are you working to help active duty service members and veterans celebrate tomorrow and this week? We are participating in a lot of different opportunities virtual now because obviously we can't go out in the community as much. One of them is going to be at Western Michigan Cooley Law School, where we'll be talking about the veteran experience, but also educating them on the on the resources and things that are out there. And that's that's one of the things that when I came into this position, I felt was really important. You know, we have so many resources at our fingertips and our job at the MBAA is to connect all those resources, which is why we have this 24-7, 1-800-MISHFET hotline. And we're going to say that with a number because I just cannot help it. It's 1-800-642-4838. That number is there for a reason. It's to help streamline the resources and benefits that veterans and their family members have access to. Some of those being the Michigan Veterans Trust Fund, which um, opens up opportunities for financial assistance in an emergency. So it's not income restrictive necessarily. Um, You have to go through some screenings for criteria, um, wartime veteran. But if you want to know if you qualify, give us a call. I mean, we've helped people with furnaces that have gone out to roof repairs, to sinkholes in their driveway to car repairs, you name it. If it's an emergency and we can help you out with that, that's what we're there for. So we're, we're helping on the financials sector and we're providing resources that are within the state to get, to get you connected to other re- financial resources. But we also take into account that mental health is a big issue 
it's something that our um, active National Guard members, reserve members, those veterans who are coming home are dealing with. And so we have different programs in place. So we have our Buddy to Buddy Mentorship Program, which is through our core initiative, which stands for Community Outreach and Regional Engagement. And part of that is connecting veterans with some of those other veterans. And it could be somebody on the MDOC staff who kind of just needs somebody to talk to and, and maybe help them through a time period. So for instance, if they're struggling with substance abuse or with you know, severe anxiety or whatever the case is, they can reach out to us. We can get them connected to a buddy mentor who can work with them on a consistent basis to get them connected with whatever resources and benefits they need. And, I, and I'll pause if you have any questions, because we have a couple more that I wanted to talk about. But No, I think that I think that's really good. I think it's, and we probably should have said this at the top, but we obviously have about 12,000 employees in the department and 1,700 or so are veterans. And so some people might think, well, maybe I don't need to listen to this episode because I'm not a veteran. It doesn't apply to me. But if you're a supervisor or if you have a coworker who is a veteran that you know of, maybe they don't, maybe they don't listen. Maybe they don't know about all those things that you just listed there that they could have access to. So yeah, if there's others uh, that you, that you have that you want to talk about, you know, let us know because uh, we'd love to share those as well. Well, and I, I think it's important too for your 12,000 employees that you have to remember that you may be a spouse, you may be a dependent, you may be a caregiver and don't realize you're a caregiver. And so you may be, you know, helping with some of the daily operations of a veteran or whether it be your, your mother, your father, your, your husband, your wife, your child, or even just your friend that you're really providing some care. There are resources out there for caregivers as well. And there's resources out there for dependents. I mean, we have our children's veterans uh, tuition grant for dependents of 100% disabled veterans where they can get schooling money for that. I mean, there's there's so many opportunities that are not just veteran-centric, but they're for the families of those who served as well because you serve too. So if you know a veteran, like you said, or you're connected through your family, you should give us a call to find out. That kind of leads me into one of the initiatives that we created during this COVID-19 pandemic when we couldn't reach people in person, and that's our check on my vet. And basically, you can go on our website, fill out a short form to say, hey, I want you to either call me with the benefits and resources checkup, or you can call a certain person with the benefits and resources checkup that you know, so you can recommend somebody to get a benefits checkup. And we'll have our resource technicians give them a call just to say, hey, you know what, such and such referred me to give you a call just to see if you if you're, if you're good, like if you have all the benefits you, you want, if you're curious about benefits that you're eligible for and, and, and the like. So we have that, but we also have access to educational opportunities. So we have a veteran-friendly school program where there are so many different opportunities within schools here in the state of Michigan to not only transfer your military equivalencies into credit, but also there are scholarship opportunities. There's free opportunities. I, I believe Davenport is giving uh, scholarships to silver and gold level employer employees, so many per employer. So there are so many opportunities out there, but you won't know them unless you give us a call. No, that's really good. And one of the other things that we wanted to, to touch on while we had you was um, we understand that you've been in part of this. There's a governor's challenge for uh, suicide awareness and prevention among service members and veterans and their families. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that challenge and, and, and what all is going, in, going on with that. That's a great segue. Um, we know that when veterans commit suicide, a lot of times it's because they're not connected to the resources that they need. And then many times you can look at the the statistics a huge portion of those veterans are not connected to VA uh, resources. And so our job is to get you connected so that you can get connected and get get well. 
And so part of our suicide prevention challenge, which includes representation from MDOC, is to make sure we lower the number of suicides amongst veterans and their families in the state of Michigan. Um, we've seen a rise over the last few years. And so we, we have kind of three things we're looking at to try to reduce that number. We're looking at um, creating this Ask the Question initiative across the state to really start to dive into like private healthcare facilities, dental facilities, um, you name it, anywhere that serves a veteran that may not be specifically veteran centric, we're trying to get information out to them so that they can start to identify veterans and share information with them. We also are looking at improving connected um, transitions to care. So we're working to provide and educate more of those same resources with information about us so that they can start to inform their um, the population that they serve. And finally, the last one is lethal mean safety. And we know that in Michigan, death by firearm is higher than any other uh, form of, of suicide death. And so we're really trying to uh, get into places, whether it be working with gun shop owners or working with DNR and some of those other places to really start to get the information out so people know who they can call and where they can go. So we have a lot of work to do. We have people from Michigan State Police to Department of Corrections to the VA. We have them all on this team. Even Leo uh, is working on this team to make sure that we're reaching in all facets of areas where veterans and their families touch to make sure we reduce that number. And uh, we, we've been talking about the staff, obviously, that, that we have that are that are veterans, but we also uh, supervise, unfortunately, a lot of veterans uh, who are in our custody, uh, several thousand of them as well. And uh, I understand that, uh, I think it was a year or so ago, mm -hmm. uh, you were, had the chance to tour uh, our veterans unit that we created at the Saginaw Correctional Facility. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that tour and, and what, you thought, uh, what you thought of the unit and, and that experience. So I was very impressed. I was impressed by the fact that there had been no incidents there, that they've created their own kind of code of military conduct within the prison facility, if you will. The fact that they were training service dogs and, you know, getting into to making things and trying to add skills onto their life while also remembering that they served a higher purpose at one point was amazing. I think that more prison uh, facilities need to have that. So when these veterans who are able to get out at some point, they have a sense of remembering that that is what got them through. And it was those core values. So when I was in the military, we had seven of those. And part of that was leadership, integrity, honor, you know, selfless service. Those types of things are what we need to continually remember. And so I, while I was there, I, I was talking to some of the staff and I said, hey, they should have these core values on the wall so that they remember that these are the core values that they stood for in the military. But I, I think it's impressive. And I, I, I love that we are partnered with the MDOC to get veterans connected to their benefits while they're in. Because what we do know is that if they're able to get connected to those benefits, one, they can get a little bit of money in their pocket while they're in, but then some of that money can be going to their family. But when they get out, they have some income and they have health care. So then that helps to lower the recidivism rate. So we're working to help make sure that those who are returning back into a civilian life are, are set up especially if they're veterans and that they have the mental health and the resources that they need to be productive once they're out. Well, Director Adams, that's, I mean, that, that's awesome that you, number one, are, you're partnering with us with all of these initiatives. Uh, two, that you took time to go to Saginaw and check out uh, the facility. It, it is a cool experience to go to. We've done a podcast over there, but you know, especially for you having been in the military, it's got to be a special site to to witness that and see what, just, just to see what's going on over there and, and to set them up for long-term success, you know, with with the programs that are available when they come out to, to put a little money in their pocket. Um, so it's really cool that you got to see that and you got to go over there. And we appreciate that 
a lot. You know, you can hear, I think in this conversation, everybody will hear your passion for veterans and for the work that you do and the life that you have lived in the military. You definitely have a passion for this. I guess we'll wrap this up, but I want, I want you to kind of just explain what does it mean for you to support your fellow service members and veterans in the role that you have now? I mean, you have such a huge role in being there and supporting and, and talk about that. What's it, what's it mean to you? It means everything. This is not a job to me. This is really my life. And so after being disabled myself, I had to fight to get my VA disability benefits. I was not connected to anyone in the community who could help me or understand what was going on. And so I had to fight to do that. And so, you know, once I was able to, to, to move forward, I decided that I was going to go back to law school so that I can help other veterans. And that's what I did. You know, part of my main part of my practice was helping veterans get connected to benefits. And I was very good at that. And so my job is to see how we can support veterans, how we can empower them, how we can positively change their lives. And I'm continually advocating on this state level ingrained in the national organizations to help our veterans. And I'm constantly in contact with the federal VA to make sure that we are getting the best we can here. So it means everything to me. This is this is my life. And this is this is the reason I was spared when I was injured, because I, I was spared for such a time as this to serve veterans. So that's it, it means everything to me. Well, I think you can I think it's very clear just listening to you that it does. It, it's it's so impactful to you. And, and um, you know, Chris and I say this quite a bit. But what you do matters. It's you have a huge impact on so many people. You know, we we can't thank you enough. Number one, I know you are super busy with your job. But is there anything that you want to leave people with? Is there anything we didn't cover that you want to make sure you get out? Well, I just want to, again, reiterate that you should visit our website or you should give us a call just so you can find out what's available to you because you earned it. So you can find out more information about what we're doing at michiganveterans.com or you can call us at 1-800-MICHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn as well. And if you're struggling, if you're dealing with uh, insurmountable things. You don't have to go through it alone. Just remember there's the veteran crisis line at 1-800-273-8255, press one. Or again, you can give us a call and we will be happy to help you to listen and to be there for you. So thank you so much for allowing me. I want to thank Director Washington for this amazing work that she's doing with veterans, both who work for the MDOC as well as who are housed um, within M- MDOC facilities. Yeah, thank you, Chris. What do, what do you what do you think? What what a great what a great interview, right? I mean, what a bunch of information. Well, you know, she's a pro. You know, she was telling us before that she's got her own uh, radio gig, so she's got better <laughs> mics than us. She's got a better setup. She's better this, but she might. Uh, if you have time, director, you know, you can always just do the podcast with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can fire Chris in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, and, and you know, all kidding aside, director Adams, we we can't thank you enough for taking time to do this. You you are amazing. Um, you're doing some amazing work, and um, we appreciate you taking time to talk to um, all, of, all of our staff. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Chris. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account, at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.